everyone, this is Zach. Just want to give you a heads up. Uh, the audio on this episode is a bit messed up. We recorded this in the same room with uh, just a whole different setup than we're, we normally do. Hopefully we'll have that fixed for next week. But and if we don't, this is just temporary while Jaden's back in town. So, yeah. Welcome everyone to another episode of He's a Keeper. I'm your host, Zachary the Duke. I'm your other host, Jaden Cron. Some weird energy in the studio today, because we're... We're in one studio. This is not not two studios, one studio. He's sitting across from me. We're looking at each other right in the eyes. This is beautiful. This very, is a moment. very uncomfortable. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, we're back at it again. Designated December. Yeehaw, episode Week three. three. Week three. Yep, yep. Talking about season one still. Episodes 11 through 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, designated Survivor. Um, these ones are a doozy. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a doozy. <laughs> right off the bat, I just want to say, damn, this show lost steam. It lost a lot of steam yeah. after that assassination. Um, it's kind of like, you're like, oh man, the funny stuff about this conspiracy. And then all of a sudden, within five episodes, everyone that we knew that was involved in the conspiracy is dead. Yeah. And I just don't care anymore. The conspiracy stuff just kind of goes nowhere once it does its big reveal of like, oh, it was Peter McLeish, oh, it was his wife, oh, uh, and we're moving on. And now, when that was the thing that really, you know, that's the thing that has the only connection to the premise yeah. of the show, and therefore it's the most interesting thing, so now it just... Anyway, and so these five episodes end with a big reveal that... Um, they're going to do, you know, three more attacks on yeah. the Statue of Liberty, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the Hoover Dam? Yeah. Like, I get the, I get the uh, Golden Gate Bridge and, like, the Hoover Dam. That will actually, that's actually going to cause, like, actual damage. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty, like... It's, a, it's, a, it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. It's a symbol. If the Liberty <laughs> is gone, how are they going to get any immigrants if nobody can go to Ellis Island? Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. So, the well, what does it even start off with? Okay, yeah. So, first, um, at the end of the last episode, uh, at the, you know, our last podcast episode, we talked about how Kiefer gets, or there's a there's an assassination attempt. And Kiefer actually does end up getting shot. Yeah. He gets taken to the hospital. You know, he has to take some nappy nap time so that he can get all better to be the real president again. But during this time, McLeish is made... Uh, VP, just like how, you know... He's made acting president. Acting president, yeah, after because he was already VP. Yeah. And then now he's acting president, you know, just how... Uh, didn't George Bush do that? Yeah. When he had a colonoscopy, I thought? Yeah. 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 Anyway. So they have to invoke the 25th and McLeish's evil plan. He's like, <laughs> let the markets run. And everybody's like, that would be the dumbest thing we've ever heard of. And he's like, eh, I don't care. I'm the president now. And then, you know, he has... He makes sure that the one guy who could give them any information is killed. And, you know, and that's about all he really does. Yeah. Then, you know, after a couple episodes, three episodes, Kiefer's respect to being president. I can't even remember anything else that happens in that time. Uh, let me let me look here. Well, that's when Aaron's being investigated because... Oh, yes. As we mentioned before, Aaron was... He had some connection to the plans being leaked for the risk assessment for the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. So he gets put on um, administrative leave, whatever. 
Yeah. And then Emily becomes chief of staff, but she's got to investigate him, and he's really mad about that. Yeah, and then, you know, he, like, leaves, go to goes to his house, but then he then all of a sudden Langdon, who's been in, in previous episodes, who's kind of the one guy who knows anything about anything that's going on, is just like, hey, follow me. I got something to tell you, Aaron. And he's like, okay, and then they, like, walk into this chapel, but turns out the FBI was following the whole time. They go into the, the church, and then Langdon escapes, and Aaron's like, no, but you gotta know, man, they got the... Eyes. They got eyes everywhere, man. Okay, but Langdon will do. Langdon will tell them more information if he gets amnesty, basically, because of his um, involvement with the the conspiracy to blow up America. But uh, I mean, that that really is yeah. what the conspiracy is at this yeah, point. Like, that, we know, you know, they're they're blowing up the Statue of Liberty, blowing up the Capitol building, uh, blowing up Golden Gate Bridge, blowing up the Hoover Dam. It does raise questions of, like, so what's the point of the... So, originally, it seems like the point was to get Peter McLeish to be president. Yeah, so, so that he, he could, could be, like, a puppet. Yeah. But, but now their second plan is to just blow more stuff. My my question, I also grant that I don't... So who can be... Who is viable to be labeled designated survivor? Well, I think because, the, like, the chain of, like... Succession, succession is like it's a sad thing. It goes from like the president and the vice president, then I believe the speaker of the house. Oh, okay. I think like at a certain point it gets like treasury secretary. I don't yeah. know. I saw a thing on Twitter. Gotcha. Can't imagine what why that's relevant um, to today's world, but um, yes, yeah, so, like I guess at a certain point it does go to that, and if everyone's dead, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. guy in the cabinet. Yeah, I just mean like. Couldn't they, wouldn't, would Peter McLeish have been able to be designated survivor? Well, that's a good, well, because he's a congress, but. Probably not. I don't know how many. But, like, why wouldn't he, though? Yeah, like, if Tom Kirkman, who has no, no, like, nothing about even really being HUD secretary has made him eligible. He's not even elected. Yeah, I swear. Anyway, but so yeah, it's easier for the conspiracy to just make McLeisha. That's the thing that was revealed. It was he was like set up by the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Langdon made him the designated survivor because he was told to do that by the terrorist woman that he was yeah. uh, he was in love with. Um, and then, and there he's he doesn't know why, but he thinks because well, he thinks Kirkman would be easy to get rid of yeah which you know was obviously the attempt when they tried to assassinate him um but another other crucial things that happened in these episodes mcleish and his wife die there's yeah. like a part where because um hannah wells is trap and she goes to one of the because they had questioned all of the the members of because uh, mcleish was on this mission in afghanistan where they killed all these children yeah. and so then she questioned one of the guys on that mission and made him like really anxious to and thinking that that McLeish was on or no that that Wells was on to McLeish. God, there's so many names. It's not even that complicated. But anyway, that so that you know they would draw McLeish out and they could arrest him for for war crimes and stuff. You know they got him saying things like it's all about the mission. It doesn't matter. We sacrificed everything and. You know, the Hannibal's like, you're under arrest, sir. And then out of nowhere, McLeish's wife just walks up, shoots him in the head. Hannah's like, what? 
And then she shoots herself in the head, and you're like, oh. I, the scene is so, it's almost like a perfect scene of, like, dramatic tension. Yeah. And they ruin it. Because then, so, they they do the reveal of McLeish's wife is there, and you think, oh, that's the episode. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I, but then she shoots him, and then herself, and then, like, okay, that's the episode. And then it ends on, like, the first lady walking through the hospital, closing mm. a door. Yeah. There's yeah. no dramatic like, God. and there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of like build up. There's cliffhangers that don't go anywhere. Yeah. you know, I mean that's that's not original. That's not unique to this show. Yeah, that's network TV, baby. But damn, it gets really annoying when you're like, oh man, I wonder where this thing with Langdon's gonna go. And then they you know get Langdon in for questioning, and then he's like, the only thing you can tell them is that Kiefer was you know intentionally chosen as designated survivor, which like. Great, I guess. That doesn't really help us. I mean, he does reveal the identity of the woman. That's true, yeah. And then they're... Well, yeah, he gives them a picture. Yeah. And then they find her fingerprints on a wine glass using... I was joking... My sister was in the room while I was watching this, and I was joking with her that... I was I was getting visibly angry at this, and she's like, "It's fine, Jane. Like, don't worry." And then I'm like... She's like, no, don't worry about it. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right. You know what? They make... You know, obviously, we get, you know, regular Photoshop, but Adobe's out there making special CIA FBI Photoshop. Yeah, we're all using CC. They're using CIA. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're able to figure out this woman. They're, they're able to find her fingerprints, which even though they say that she deleted every trace yeah. of herself, they're still able to link her fingerprints to something to find this building, which was owned by this defunct PMC private military company and then then they, they tied that to another building that the private military corporation owned up and then you know Jason Atwood he's just there for some reason him yeah. and Hannah they go into the secret base and they're like yeah we got, we got you now lady and she's like no well I got you and then they kill her by accident because yeah. well, well it's a heated shootout they don't you know? it's not, not like, by accident like, J- like Jason almost shoots her yeah because she's like going on because so he finds his his son that was kidnapped by her he finds him dead um and at the beginning of like these few episodes yeah so he goes and he so she's going on and on about how his son is dead and mm-hmm. he has like no don't don't shoot her no jason and then she reaches for a gun yeah so so then they kind of have to shoot yeah her. for their own safety yeah, so then that's that really deflates a lot of things because yeah. the again we now we know no, don't have any faces like I don't we know anyone else in this conspiracy yeah um, so it's just kind of eh, whatever there's a bunch of boogeymen out there they're gonna blow some stuff up and oh, we'll stop them somehow maybe they'll probably stop but I'm I'm gonna jump into predictions for a little bit here I think they'll stop maybe like. One or I think they at most they're gonna stop two hmm. of the explosion. I think one of them is gonna go through and they're gonna be like, oh no. Which one's your money on? For them to not stop? Yeah. Ooh. Um. Dang. Maybe the Hoover Dam. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find. I out. I don't remember at all. So this is all also very exciting <laughs> to me. That's good. Yeah. Um. Man. So let's get into in a specific things. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, specifically in, in, in episodes 11, 12, and 13, um, I think it's specifically, specifically in 12, where Kiefer's wife, um, Alex Kirkman, she just, 
She, it's very Godfather-esque. Yeah. They're really going for a lot of Godfather energies, where it's like, oh no, he's kind of been corrupted by politics. Oh no, you know, he's got, like, they, they do the exact same thing that the first Godfather closes with, where, like, you know, she's like, oh my god, I've got my husband back. It's fine, the mafia's over. We f-. And then, you know, like, there's this ominous, um, you know, like, they, like, close the doors, and, you know, you, Al Pacino's obviously, you can't see him anymore, because they close the doors, and she's just sitting outside, like, what are they doing in there without me that I don't know about? A lot of those vibes, but it's less <laughs> because it's just it's just Kiefer. He's yeah. just trying his best, you know. He hasn't become some sick, twisted mastermind. He's just some idiot who everybody hates. <laughs> and yet, it's a lovable idiot. He's a lovable idiot. Everybody, you know, it's about God. Sorry, this show. This show's propaganda, man. Like, oh, for sure. it's hardcore. You know, you're just sitting there and they're like, it's about, you know, you just gotta try for America. Yeah. Wow. I love America. Yeah, this. this uh, these episodes also, they have some of the more, like, mundane subplots. Like, mm. um, Seth just going out for drinks with his, like, yes. college friends. Yeah, and they're, like, chirping him and stuff. There's one line, and I wrote it down because it was just so good. Yeah. You guys are sons of bitches. What about me? You oh, gave yeah. birth to these two. <laughs> what does that mean, Seth? Ooh, yeah, there's there's some lines in these. There's one where um, Hannah and Jason are driving around, and it's where... Uh, so, this is, like, bef- they, they get, you know, they get into a car accident very quickly, and, I mean, Jason, like... <laughs> runs out and, like, assaults this man. Because <laughs> he thinks, you know, he's believing in the conspiracy. But, um, if you go... <laughs> but before this happens, they're, like, you know, going over the information they have on this evil conspiracy woman. And he's just like, your girl's a classic sociopath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's something you could say, Jason. When did this become... You grown man? When did this become, like, NCIS or something? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh. Have some class. Some class. Like. Like, you're grieving the loss of your son. You're not in one-liner mode, Jason. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And then he and then he just leaves because his son's, you know, because he's obviously too emotional. And then he comes back, like, 12 hours later. I'm like, oof. There's also the whole thing with, like, the... Uh, apartment like chuck's apartment getting blown up yeah by the terrorists and then it's just fine because he has all his stuff backed up to the cloud which he literally says thank god for the cloud you work in tech for the fbi and you're on a covert assignment from the president you don't have anything backed up in the cloud right you can't yeah it's a little that's not Ooh, the technology in this show man um (laughs) and the whole naruba (laughs) Which, gotta love fictional, you know, African countries. I yeah. mean, I mean, as long as you put in more of an effort than Far Cry 2 did. Uh, if you'll remember, Far Cry 2 p- takes place in unnamed African country. Um, <laughs> the UAC. Uh, I mean, to be fair, 24, they did have the Middle East. They did East. go to the war with the Middle East. This the whole, the whole least, one. This show at least brought, wasn't it the... The Saudis when they did the the, the the trade last yeah last block of episodes anyway yeah, it was, it, you know, Naruba Jamaica ooh, I want to take you that's, that's all I got that's exactly what I was thinking you know or from uh, you know Grand Theft Auto three we're going to Naruba <laughs> it's like Aruba but with Naruto 
Ooh. There we go. That's it. That's the one. That's yep. our first t-shirt. Anyway, so they get there's this whole thing with um, Naruba, and there's a warlord, and he's got 15 American civilians. Yeah. And then Kiefer's like, I don't know what to do. I can't put 15 lives over the 100,000 lives. And then the old president's like, but why not? They're Americans. <laughs> but yeah, the old president. Like, not the president who died, obviously, but the president. One of the older presidents. Yeah, he's back. For good with now. With a vengeance. He's, yeah. Because Kiefer's, he's like, hey, I want to help you out. And Kiefer's like, cool, come help me out. And he's like, you're doing, like, look, it's hard, but also you suck at this. Yeah, it was, it was such a weird scene because he'd be like, I understand you're, you're facing the impossible, but you suck. But it's really, really hard, and I really can't blame you. But you are terrible, and you are messing this up tremendously. But it's also, you know, I, I, this, is the, this is the loneliest job in America. But, oh my goodness, this. This show. This show, man. Yeah, and so he's now. Now he's Secretary yeah, of State. Yeah, Secretary of State. Mm-hmm, because Kiefer was like, wow, thanks for the advice, Pops. You get a promotion. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. I got the I'm tired of looking at my cattle. He's, yeah, wow, he's... He's folksy. He's a very a very Bush stand-in, you know? I don't like, know. without the, without, obviously, the Bush-isms. Like, he's taking the... He feels more Biden-y to me. That's fair. Yeah, no, I could I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we, you know, kind of realize that. Ooh. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's not get anyway. political on our discussion of a political thriller. Yeah. And boy, but I gotta, I gotta say, this this political thriller, like, I don't know, it's just, because it's it's trying to be more grounded, that's just less entertaining, yeah. right? Because it's like, yes, in real life you can't solve these issues in a moment, but that's not, I don't want to yeah. see that. I want to see Jack Bauer killing people. Come on. Real life sucks. This is my escapism. Let me believe in a world where things are cool. Yeah, like... I mean, because at least 24, you know, the, the David Palmer sections are trying to, like, narrate things, but it's usually about, it's more of a political drama. Yeah. You know, it's more about the drama that's created, where here it's just like, oh, you know, mama baba. I mean, the, the one thing that I enjoyed about these episodes was um, the bit about gun control. Yeah, they're trying I, to get into policy. I, I enjoyed that, that policy part, especially when, like, the Montana senator's like, on the surface, he's like, I'm reintroducing this bill, yeah, and everybody's like, like that. everybody's like, this is the worst thing that could happen to us. And like, no, it, like I thought, I thought that was that was very well done and, and pr- pretty interesting, at least. Like, yeah, yeah, for this show. Because they and are uh, in episode 15, Kirkman's like, I want to start my first 100 days today. Which, I mean, good luck with that. But yeah, but like, he starts actually rolling out policy and stuff. And because so, to be fair, you know. The major, a good chunk of like the conspiracy is kind of wrapped up, so it is now time we can put that a bit on yeah. the back burner and go into this. He does a town hall, you know, mm-hmm. and it's once again, it's the whole they don't, you don't, you can't be yourself, you gotta be the president. And he's like, I, I'll go be the president. And then he goes down, he's like, I'm gonna be myself. And everyone's like, that was the right decision. Yeah. Oh man. And then there's the. Forget about the part with Abe Leonard where he, right, like the guy who's working right. for Teen Mode, and he's just like, "Hey man, what about?" I can't even remember what what thing did he leak. Um, because Aaron went to Hook Stratton and Hook Stratton leaked it to Leonard. Yeah, it was that um Mc, McLeish authorized oh, the shooting of yes, the assassin of, of Catalan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, which we didn't mention. The assassin was Catalan. He's dead now. Yeah. 
So he's, that he's went very nowhere. dead now. But um. fun fact about Callan, um, in a in Tin Star, a Calgary based production, Ooh. he plays a character named Boner. So that's your fun fact. Thank you. In the Calgary film scene. Thank you, pal. That's very good. Oh my goodness. Oof. Wow. <laughs> also, can we talk about Aaron's new look after he goes on the after he leaves it's the White House. so much better. <laughs> oh, he's like, like, he finally did something good with his hair? Yes, I love Cause it. Because before it was just like, you know, generic, I'm a business, I'm working on the White House, I'm the chief of staff, and now he looks like a regular oh, human being. Now he's got, he's got he's, curls, he's got, he's out for runs, he's now, oh, he's working for Hoekstrad now. Yeah, because, you know, parties don't matter anymore, that's literally what he said, yeah. he was like, you know, in this Kirkman era, nothing matters, I can work for whoever I want. Why do they keep trusting her? She's the worst. Is he, Oh, that's true. She, he told her something in confidence, and then she leaked it to the press. Ah, she's just gonna keep the president, uh, you know, she's gonna keep, uh, she's gonna keep everybody accountable. She, know? like, even if you agree, then stop telling her things. Yeah, like, she tried to blackmail Aaron, and then he works for her. Wait, when did she blackmail him again? It was like, because it was, that was why she told him. I can't remember what it was oh, that she blackmailed him with, but yeah. she definitely tried to. Yeah, 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 there was, anyway, oof. It's... Hookstrad's okay. She's yeah. not... I don't know. I feel like if there's any characters who are the worst, probably. I mean, like on one hand, Chuck is both the best. I love Chuck. Like I love him, but he's the worst. <laughs> just any time that man speaks, it just something Ooh. comes over me. Yeah, I don't know if joy or just vitriol. It's just something. You just go, like, oh, Chuck. I can't tell if this is the writing or if it's you as an actor. You're just such a soft boy. Yeah. It's good. It's everything. It's Chuck. It's everything and, and nothing. It's like, you know, there's so many characters at this point. Yeah, there's too and many. none of them matter. Like, we just need, we need Hannah. We need Emily. Yeah. We need Aaron. We need Alex. Keeper. We need Keeper. Yeah. And Hannah, if I didn't write that. You did say Hannah. Okay. Yeah. I enjoy, like, you know, Jason. Yeah. Jason on occasion. But I think he's... Narrative-wise, he should be, like, out of the show after this, yeah. I think. Like, he's served his... He's done his bit. How did he get... Why did... So, they found his dead son, which... How did they not piece together, hmm, his son goes missing and is still missing the same day he does this. He's an F... This has happened before. Yeah. Yeah, because he literally tells... You know, Hannah about this, but the fact that nobody else pieced those things together. Like, no one finds it suspicious. Like, yeah, his, his whole story, everything, all the details he gives about killing uh, Nazar, is, they all check out. But also, hmm, maybe there's a conspiracy. Maybe that's something yeah. to cons. But then they find his son's body, and then he's free to go. Let's bring him to the body. And then yeah. he's just free to go. Well, no, because they were doing investigations and stuff. Like, Forstall was there, and Hannah was like, actually, and I don't know. I don't remember it. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, they took him directly from, like, the maximum security prison to his son's body. Yeah, wow. Oof. <laughs> when, like, Hannah's covered, she's like, we gotta get these guys, Jason. And then he's like, no. I need grieving time. And you're like, yeah, that's fair. Also, yeah, the part when, when Hannah goes for um, the one guy in McLeish's circle. Yeah. 
Vampire was just sad. She was just, like, preying on this man with PTSD and, like, trying to, like, exploit his anxiety. And you're like, oh. Yeah, he's not doing good. Oh, buddy. But also. That's fair, yeah. She's trying to solve the greatest crime ever committed against the United States government. Yeah, I mean, she's not exactly one. Oh, there's one point that she that someone calls someone, kind of calls Jason Atwood a loose cannon. But she yes. she's a loose cannon. Let's be real. They're both loose cannons. They're both. Like, they both have jack power energy. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the show is really just a role reversal. What but if I, what if they got the guy who played David Palmer to be the, the, the FBI agent? I mean they should have. But here's the thing though. Here's that amazing. I love th- this could just be a continue twenty four would do this, you know. Women can be Jack Bauer too. That's true. This is something 24 would do. But she's not a martyr. That's right, the she's thing. not dead yet. Ooh, I can't... <sighs> For those of you who haven't seen the hit program 24, there are a lot of women who die in that series in They're order to progress. innocent, yeah. Yeah, they all serve to progress the male characters. Um, Character development. Yeah. And, you know, to progress. The, they make a lot of sacrifices. So. It's a good show. Yeah. It is a good show. <laughs> Great show. But is this show a good show? Is it a keeper? Um, I'm going to say no for these episodes. Honestly, I might be I, I might be a little bit harsh, but just like, I don't know. For me, I, I just kind of sat there and felt pretty bored. You know, I felt like whipping out my Switch, playing some, <laughs> playing some video games, playing some Kirby Superstar or something. Ooh, Kirby Superstar. Or Kirby Dream Course, actually. Ooh. You know, Carson was over yesterday and... And we played through some multiplayer in Kirby Dream Course, and we just started screaming at it after. I love it. I love it. It's a good golfing game, but it's just funny. Yeah, I mean, they made a Kirby golf game. Anyway. I'd say, I'd still say it's a key for us. That's fair. I was, I was like, sitting on the couch, still, like, getting over my cold, and I'm like, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two. And it's just, I think for me, it's just starting to grade on me more. Yeah, like, that's fair. The beautifulness of it, or at least my, like... The honeymoon phase is yeah. over, as the children would say. Um, That's what all them kids, all out, them kids say, out there say. Talking about their honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a similar, like, I wouldn't say, I'd say that a similar thing happened with the second half of, of the first season of 24. That's even. Like, that was way less enjoyable than the Once first you half. Once you get, like, the main part of the conspiracy kind of wrapped up, and you still have, like, a bit to go, you it's s- kind of like, whoa, like, what are we what doing? Are we doing? What are we even doing anymore? Anyway... So predictions, what do you predict for the last six, because we're going to be watching six Yeah, episodes. six next week. Um, goodness, okay. I don't really know. There's not really a lot of threads That's going on fair. right now, other than, than these explosions, which You've I must made say were hilarious uh, when they came on. Yeah. Like the, because, the, you know, like, watching the Capitol building blow up, that was, you know, kind of new, and we're like, okay, whatever, I... After a point, you've seen the simulation of it so many times, you're like, okay, whatever, this is just a document within the show. Yeah. But then you're going to show me three new, poorly, or just, like, funny-looking, you know, disintegrations. Like, like each of these structures, when they when they get blown up, they kind of dissolve, like, when yeah. people die in Infinity War. Like, you're just, like, looking at Lady Liberty, and she's like, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Um... <laughs> And like we, I've seen the I've seen a lot of versions of the ste- of the like yeah. the Golden Gate Bridge being blown up. Yeah, you gotta do it good. You gotta impress me. Yeah, yeah. You gotta wow me. Okay, so 
my next my my other prediction though for these explosions, uh, there's going to be another. There's going to actually be an, they 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 didn't find evidence of this, but there's going to be a fourth explosion. Um, I'm just trying to think of of where it's going to be. It's got to be oh, uh, they're going to blow up the entirety of Saint Paul. Yeah, That's probably. it. And then everybody's just going to move to Minneapolis. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's what happens. That's, others, you know, that's that's definitely what happens. Okay, actually, no. They're going to blow up um, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, of course. Oh, no. Course. we got to stop them. <laughs> we have to stop them. <laughs> Whew, Weird Al will be heartbroken. <laughs> How will he and his family go there? <laughs> On a road trip. <laughs> Whew, okay, other predictions? Um, I don't know. There's probably, like, Emily's going to probably have to be whiny about something. Mm. She's going to be like, oh, no, my new job as chief of staff is too much for me. What? <laughs> Seth, I don't know, Seth Seth has really not been doing anything a lot, or at least in the in episodes 14 and 15. He just yeah. kind of stands around and says, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm Seth. See you later, guys. Haha, <laughs> I'm funny. Hey, college hey. people, I can't do this. I got to go work at the White House. It's crazy. <laughs> Get out of here. And that crazy fellow. Hey, Emily, you guys want something to drink? Anyway. Yeah, he kind of just offers people people a lot of drinks. Yeah, and advice, even though he's like, I don't know. He's, I, he's suddenly the king of town when, like, at the start of the season, he was just, like, some guy just, yeah. again, you know, trying his best, just like Kiefer. He was just a speechwriter turned, like, the press secretary. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway. But moving on to the most important... Segment. Ooh, IMDb keywords. plot keywords. Oh my goodness. I'm ready for this one. I can see it. Political thriller. Oh, we know that's what you did last time. I, I swear. Yeah. Well, in case that's true, American politics. There we go. Also, this is because we're not going to get to them. So I just want to put make a few points on this. <laughs> Netflix original and three word title are not plot keywords. Those have nothing to do with the plot. That is true. Also, it's not a three word title. It's designated survivor. That's two. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, it's designated survivor. Um, also, 2010s is not like. I guess if it's set in the 2010s, because it was made in the 2010s. But it's also alternate history because the previous president is different. I think they name dropped Bush at one point. Do they? I think because I think no. they're talking about it when they talk about invoking the 25th. Oh, that's true. They do, actually. Yeah. So Bush happened. Wait, so... Was uh, was Obama? No, Obama never... Because Moss... Yeah, that must have been... Because there's no way that Moss was before Bush. That would be like... So... Maybe Bill Clinton never happened to this. <laughs> no, we... Mm, I don't think... I don't be... think that's a possibility. Yeah, that's true. You can't... My guess is... You can't cut out the man who did not have sexual relations with that woman. I mean, come on, folks. My guess is... um. It went Bush. I Bush got Bush got two turns. Mm-hmm. Moss got one term because he mentions that he left politics because mm. his wife yes passed. Um, so and then whatever the guy who died in the first episode was well had his first term and then he was going into his yeah. second term and then the 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 bombing happened. Yes, that's my. There we go. Yeah, we yep. figured it out. And now we're moving Time on. Unsolved. Damn, no Obama. Really, wow. Now we're moving on to Kiefer News. Um, <laughs> this is from... Dang, dude. Pacific Life's Cool. Yeah. Wow, this is a... 
bring this up on my laptop so I don't have oh, to be the, looking over. The URL is PacificSanDiego.com. Under their things to do section. I'm just... Yeah, why is it under their things to do section? That's... Because they're talking about um, the concert. Oh. oh. I got you. It's just because the, 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 he- the, the headline is Kiefer is ready to serve his country. <laughs> that's a, it's a fun pun because it's country music. <gasps> oh my yeah. goodness gracious. That's amazing. I highlight, first of all, I just want to. I highlighted one part of this article because I just love how articles are written like this. Yeah, that's funny. That's a good one. And it's not the first time the former <laughs> roommate of Robert Downey Jr. has pivoted from the career that made him famous. It's just, you know, they got to squeeze. The, they have that piece of info and they got to squeeze it, it in somewhere. Out. Yeah. And so they're just going to do it like that. But apparently he was a former roommate of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I, I swear. I think I knew that. I think we've mentioned that at some point. Yeah. But yes, basically, it's an article interviewing him. We, These articles, there's so many of these articles. Mm-hmm. Just being like, oh, what's it like going from being Jack Bauer to being a country singer? Are you doing a character up there? He's not. You're not that's who he is. That's just, we've done this before. Yep. Apparently, though, this is this is one, this is why I wanted to talk about this. Also, because mm-hmm. it was the only article I could find for this week. Yeah. Um, inspired by the training he did for the 1994 film The Cowboy Way. Which we gotta talk about at some point, because the cover for that movie is wild. Oh, yeah? A few years later, Sutherland took a break from making movies and toured the rodeo circuit as a roper. Oh, nice! Apparently yeah. he won, like, a few competitions. Rodeo things, wow. Like, a few circuits. Oh, that's so. cool, yeah. Like, because I know he's got, I've probably mentioned this, like, 40,000 times, but I know he's got a, that ranch in Montana. Also, um, he's working on Broadway? He did work on Broadway. When did he work on Broadway? Well, let's find out. When was he on Broadway? Was he Alexander Hamilton? Yes. He originated the role. He was back in the 1700s. <laughs> he is mortal. Um, here we go. Keep yourself on. Broadway cast and snap. This is from IBDB. I'm guessing that's, yeah, it's in a Broadway database. That's Ooh, clever. That's a good one. Um, that championship season from March... Uh, 06, 2011 to May 29th, 2011. Hmm. As James Daly. Fun. Good stuff. Wow. Looks, uh, looks interesting. <laughs> um. Anyway, were you going to say anything? Oh, that's, yeah, that's all. Article? Oh, yeah. Coincidentally, it was also during this time that Sutherland, you know, during his, uh, rodeo time, developed his true love of country music, hard-earned from countless hours of driving from rodeo to rodeo and listening to the likes of Randy Travis, Alan Jackson, and Waylon Jennings. Um, oh my goodness. I was th- I was listening to a lot of what I consider the last vanguard of really traditional American country music, and I loved that they were telling stories. There was a beginning, middle, and an end. Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd songs are all metaphor, but when I listen to Johnny Cash sing A Boy Named Sue, there's no interpretation. He's telling a story. And that's exactly what you do when you get together with a group of actors and a director. I love you, Kiefer, but that's nothing. Yeah, that's especially to like put Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin are just music thieves. Like yeah. that's it, really. Like <laughs> also, all stories are metaphors, Kiefer. I'm sorry. No. That's there is interpretation. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oof. No, nothing. Yep. Everything. Boy named Sue. Everything in everything in the wall. That's all a metaphor. Not you know, it, none of it is literal when he talks about being sad that his dad left him 
you know, his dad died in the war and he never had a father and had father issues. Nope, nothing there. Nothing point. about nothing about that album was by Roger Waters' experiences touring for a while. Anyways, I'm going to shut up now. But yeah, apparently he's playing um, uh, at 8 p.m. on Monday, December 16th. So, literally before... So it is even recorded. Um... At the belly up. Yeah, so 5,000 years from now, yeah. you know, all you people listening to this podcast in the future, who we know you all got, you know, time travel. I mean, why else would you be listening? This is, this is a, we're pretty sure this is a good show to go to. I mean, we, you know. Yeah, it's only 25 bucks. About it, but uh, shoot! That's... I'd go to a, I'd go <laughs> yeah. to, I'd go to pretty much anything for 25 bucks. Are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? That's, that's a deal right there. That's you stupid a... not to go to it. That's just a night out with buds. Come on, it's a night out in the town. Yeah. So yeah, so get get your time travel stuff ready. I'm twisting my watch. He's twisting it. Oh, I can I'm see it. I'm twisting it, even though my watch doesn't twist. I'm <laughs> working on it. I'm I'm doing it anyway. So yeah, this has been our podcast. He's a Kiefer. We'd like to say thanks to Kaya as always for our amazing cover art. You can go Yeehaw. check out all her links in the description. Yeah. Um, thanks Kim McLeod for mm-hmm. our intro and outro music. Sax rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Go check out those links. Um, go follow us on Twitter. Who knows? There might be a special some some. I don't know. We actually don't know. It might happen. It might not. So I'm not gonna tell you what it is. But oh yeah. Hey, go follow us Ooh, at yeah. HAK Pod. Um, yeah. Give us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Um, shout out. We keep getting people from like Scandinavian countries. Oh yeah. Wait. So like. Norway, Sweden, Ooh. that's it. That's fine. I mean, that's... Yeah, there's like three of them. So this one... Would most people count Finland as a part of Scandinavia? I wouldn't, we personally. No, I'm just okay. I'm just thinking of countries we could consider Scandinavia, okay. you know? Like, you got Norway and Sweden and Denmark. Maybe not I, even Denmark, you know? But like, I, I failed my European map test in grade oh, 10, or grade 11 social, so like, I can't tell you. That's fair. See, I'm just thinking because Finland, you know, the other threes are, are are like Germanic. Yeah. But Finland is distinctly not Germanic. So shout out to the Swedes. This one's <laughs> for the Swedes, as great man once said. Send us some Yulmust for Christmas. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you you contribute to at least one percent of our lessons. So. All right. Cool. Um. This is. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Zachary. And I've been your host, Jane Crone. Uh, this has been. He's a keeper. Cats. Cats? They got cats? They got the jingle berries and the jumble berries and the 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 jumbled bit the jubble boos? The jelly bit no, it's, it's all it's the jellical cats. That's who they are. Anyway. Angelica Pickles. That's good. There we go.